hey, this is Vince Morris, and you are listening to P.S. Tape Recorder, okay? Not an 8-track, not a Walkman, no, 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 just a straight tape recorder. Why? Because he's old school like that, and that's why we love him. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, 2013 was a great year for comedian Tracy Ashley. I had a really great 2013, I'm real thankful. I uh, recorded um, Nick Mom's Night Out. This summer is amazing for me. I got a chance to work with one of my comedy heroes. We'll find out who that comedy hero is in just a bit. We're going to talk New Year's resolutions and John Boehner Skypes into the show. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. America has survived the polar vortex as snow and bitterly cold temperatures gripped much of the nation this past week, leading many in the conservative media to proclaim the end of global warming. Fox Business News anchor Stuart Varney. So it looks to me like we're looking at global cooling. Forget this global warming. That's just my opinion. Varney apparently oblivious to the notion that the next time this happens... Scorching heat is blistering the southwest of the United States, where near-record highs were recorded in parts of Arizona, Nevada, and California. Large parts of California sweltered under extreme heat warnings. John Stewart or Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Dore or Bill Maher will play this. So it looks to me like we're looking at global cooling. Forget this global warming. That's just my opinion. Retired basketball star Dennis Rodman apologized on Thursday for suggesting that an American jailed by North Korea was himself to blame for landing in prison, adding that he was upset at the time, had been drinking, and isn't very bright. New Jersey Republican Governor Chris Christie sought to move beyond an unfolding lane closure scandal that threatens to tarnish his no-nonsense image as federal prosecutors launched a review of the case and residents filed a new lawsuit. The good news for Christie is that it's deflecting attention from all of the other horrible stuff he's done as governor. And uh, in a related story to both of those, uh, Dennis Rodman says Chris Christie is not a bully but an awesome guy and plans to visit New Jersey and bring NBA basketball stars to that state. Some of the largest beasts in the ancient seas had black skin or scales, new research finds. Ancient leatherbacked turtles, toothy predators called mosasaurs, and dolphin-like reptiles called ichthyosaurs all had black pigmentation, researchers reported this past week in the journal Nature. The findings come from analysis of preserved skin from each of these creatures. The animal's blackness likely helped them in a variety of ways, said the study. Fox News suggested this is probably what made them so scary. The great thing about British TV series is that they don't carry on past their expiration dates as a story on Yahoo screen this week, talking about the British series Downton Abbey. Unfortunately, it goes on to say, Downton Abbey is so popular outside of Britain that it will most likely continue. Like, that's a bad thing. Executive producer Gareth Nain told the Association Forum Press that Downton would probably not end after season 5, and Yahoo screen says that this is bad. Here's the problem. Uh, they only make eight episodes per season in Britain, or series as they say, so after five seasons, they will have 40 episodes, not even two seasons worth of a typical U.S. series. There are 62 Breaking Bad episodes, okay? And I'm tired of all the Downton haters, I hate that word too, but I'm tired of all the Downton haters uh, getting on people looking forward to watching Downton. Look, I'm sorry we don't have enough meth heads or zombies or vampires in, in Downton for your liking, okay? But, you know, that's our thing. You got your thing. That's just my opinion. The mother of an Omaha toddler is defending her son after he unleashed a slew of obscenities in an online video that has gone viral. In the video, the diapered boy is taunted and cursed at by adults who coax him into using curse words. The toddler knocks down a chair in response to some of the comments with a middle finger salute and says, Shut up, bitch! He says in one of the responses, 
The adults chuckle, prompting him to unleash more obscenities at them. When interviewed by CNN, the tot's mom said, hey, every kid does it, and the toddlers just signed a deal to record an album with Eminem. And that's been Fake News with me. With the new year starting, a lot of people are making New Year's resolutions. I'm sure you've seen them on Facebook and so forth. And uh, I don't know, you may be getting tired of them, but I was kind of hoping some of maybe our leaders would make some uh, you know, resolutions you know, to, to help this country out and get some stuff done. And uh, Oh, excuse me. Let me just grab this real quick. P.F. Speaker, that was John Bader here. How are you? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Speaker, how nice of you to, uh, to Skype in. I was just discussing uh, uh, my, the fact that I was hoping, you know, our leaders would, you know, find a way to you know, make some resolutions to, you know, make things better in, in the country and, you know, start getting some stuff done. Uh, but but thanks for uh, for Skyping in. Uh, thank you, P.F. I decided to come on today because uh, one of my resolutions is to be nicer to the little people. And from what I hear, uh, no one's littler than you and your podcast. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, I guess um, is this part of the new U two? Are you going to be like the uh, the funny John Boehner this year? Absolutely. A lot of people don't realize what a great sense of humor I have. Uh, Want to hear a joke? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. How many poor people does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know how many. Zero. They just have the government do it for them. Oh, for goodness' sake. Okay, wait, wait. I've got another one. You're gonna like this one. All right, uh, go ahead. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, what's the first thing that needs to be removed before a doctor can perform any serious operation? Uh, I give up what? The patient's Obamacare. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I almost had scotch come out my nose. <laughs> I, I, I meant milk. I almost had milk come out my nose. Yeah, that was very amusing. Uh, anyhow, uh, do you have any uh, more resolutions for us other than uh, your attempts to be a comedian? Well, actually, I do. Well, this year I'm going to do everything in my power, everything possible, to improve the well-being of millions of people by denying them health insurance. I mean, who wants to deal with that headache, right, P.F.? Uh, but Mr. Speaker, didn't you already try to repeal the ACA, like, like, was it 42 times? Maybe 43 now, for all I know. And, and hasn't that ship already sailed? That brings me to resolution number three. I vow to completely ignore facts, reason, and reality as a whole. Oh, you do? Yes. Facts are just obstructions, and a good Republican creates his own reality, and his own obstructions. Uh, I see. Uh, okay, Mr. Speaker, uh, what else have you got for us? Well, uh, this next one is uh, a bit personal. Oh, well, you can tell us, Mr. Speaker. You're almost my congressman. I mean, I'm in the next district next to you, but, you know, we're, we're from the same area. You can, you, can, you can feed freely. This is a safe zone, as our friend Jackie Cation would say. All right. I vow, uh, well, uh, I vow to cry less this year. I'm going to bring my crying down 20% from 30 times a week uh, to no more than uh, 24 times a week. Wow, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I must say that I'm surprised. Uh, at my courage? Uh, no, the fact that you can't do math. Or maybe I'm not surprised, I don't know. Of course, uh, I, I can do math. What 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 I have a staff for? Uh, right, right. Uh, anyway, what are some of your other resolutions, sir? Okay, how about this one? This year I'm going to make a greater effort to help those who really need my help. Wealthy Wall Street bankers. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Speaker, did you say wealthy Wall Street bankers? Indeed I did. Well, these poor souls work tirelessly to improve the American economy and maybe make just a little bit of profit for themselves. They need our support, and I need theirs too. Uh, see my website for details on donating. Or just stop on by. Here, welcome anytime. Door is always open. Uh, okay, Mr. Speaker, uh, they got it. Uh, any other big resolutions? 
Yes. Well, I'm giving up smoking. Is that so? Absolutely. Just going cold turkey? Yes, sir. Well, that's going to be tough. Air that's one of the hardest things to do. Well, I'm planning on drinking a lot more to help. Oh, I see. Yeah, maybe try some of that uh, hashish you guys out there in California are so fond of. Or perhaps move to Colorado. Yeah, I'm not in California, Mr. Speaker. I'm in Ohio. I'm right down the street from, from your district. Anyway, are you serious about that? Have you seen how my party operates, P.F.? Well, I'm pretty sure most of them are on drugs anyhow. In fact, I'd be more concerned if they weren't. That would mean they actually believe the wacko crap they're saying. Uh, speaking of your party, Mr. Speaker, have you heard of uh, any New Year's resolutions from any uh, fellow GOPers? Actually, yes. Uh, could you share some with us? I'd be, I'd be curious uh, to know what they are. Well, I've heard Rand Paul said that he's going to be giving up plagiarizing. Is that so? Yes, uh, well, I just yesterday he spoke about it. Said that there is nothing to fear when speaking your own mind, you said. Uh, in fact, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And it is a far, far better thing I do when speaking my own mind. <clears throat> the mind is a terrible thing to waste, for the Congress needs outspoken people in this time of division. Because a house divided against itself cannot stand. And for those of you who are wondering about how you can be of service, I say, ask not what your country can do for you, but you what you can do for your country. He said all that, right off the top of his head. He's a brilliant man. Uh, yeah, somehow I don't think he's going to keep that promise. Then there's my understudy, Eric Cantor. He's going to try and stop coming off like a perverse used car salesman, who's moonlighting as a serial killer. Oh, great, good for him. Uh, any others? Sarah Palin. Oh, I didn't know you are friendly with her. Well, actually, she posted hers on Facebook. Oh, well, uh, what did it say? I missed it. Hold on, I'll read it. <coughs> She wrote, we need to have a resolution against Obamacare. America was started after a revolution when a Republican named George Washington said, too big government, it's time for another resolution. Yeah, well, what can you do? Any others? Mitch McConnell. Well, he's coming out of the closet. Uh, Mitch McConnell is gay? No, I mean it literally. He's been hiding in his office closet during Senate meetings trying to avoid the Tea Party. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, that, that, that makes more sense. Speaking of which, uh, I got a good Mitch McConnell joke. Um, I, I, I don't know, Mr. Speaker. I'm pretty sure we've heard enough of your jokes. No, 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 this is a good one. Trust me. Well, okay. All right. How do you get Mitch McConnell to come out of his shell? I give up how? You knock him on his back. You get it? Because he, he's, he's a turtle. Okay, Mr. Speaker, Um, that one was a little bit better, I guess, uh, actually. See? Yeah, yeah, I do. I get it. I get it. I, I, but I want to thank you uh, for coming on and, and Skyping in today. It was, it was very nice of you. No problem, P.F. I hope we'll be able to do it again real soon. Oh, uh, really? No, but telling the truth is not one of my New Year's resolutions. Right, right. Well, thank you anyway, Mr. Speaker. Again, a, a lovely view to, to Skype in. Thanks again. Well, thank you, P.F. Uh, uh, take care and have fun with your little podcast. Take care, Mr. Speaker. Tracy Ashley went from being a cruise ship director to radio personality to stand-up comedian. In December, she released her debut CD, Two Names, and you can catch her headlining clubs all over the USA and Canada. Here now is our interview with Tracy Ashley. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's our old friend Tracy Ashley. Tracy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Yes, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, and um, everybody is very busy. And uh, uh, what are you up to today? 
Actually, I'm just cooking today. I'm okay. being domestic. I'm home. I don't have any shows this week, which is great. So I'm just home with my husband, and uh, he's off also. And so we're just like cooking and playing Christmas music and actually doing the, the stuff that normal people do on Christmas. There you go. And so it's been about a year since we spoke. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, what was 2013 like for you? But uh... you know what? I just realized I was uh, I was thinking about it last week. And you know how comics, entertainers, we always want to complain. <laughs> so I have to complain about And I was like, you know, you had a great year. I had a really great 2013. I'm real thankful. I uh, recorded um, Nick Mom's Night Out. That was for Nick Jr. It hasn't oh. aired yet, so I'm not sure when it's going to air. It was supposed to air this fall, so maybe it'll air in January. But it was it's on Nick Jr. It's called Nick Mom's Night Out, and quite a few comics have had a chance to do it. Yes. And it's usually, it's normally for moms, but, you know, I, I'm not a mother, but I was able to talk a little bit about not being a mom and, we had a mom. My stand up. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> this summer, I uh, it was amazing for me. I got a chance to work with one of my comedy heroes, uh, Wanda Sykes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did a show for the, for the Oprah Winfrey Network, and it was called Wanda Sykes Presents Hilarious. Ah. And it aired this past summer. And uh, it, it, was, um, it was a huge honor because the producer had informed me that Wanda had personally picked all the comics on the show. Nice. And to know that she picked me was just like, wow, over the top. And I got a chance to do the show, and it ended up being a great recording for me, great taping. And uh, Hilarious did well, and I see that they're doing more of them. There's another one that's going to be airing a new new episode in January. So that was really good, uh, part of that. And uh, also this year, I did I was able to be part of four different college conferences. So I was able to perform for all these different colleges all across the country and was able to book quite a few gigs. So, I mean, it's been a really productive year for me. Sounds like it, yeah. Wow. Very cool. And then I also heard you yeah, on... So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to what is in store for 2014. And you know what I forgot to you? Yeah. My CD re- released this year. My, my, my first CD came out. Tracy, actually, two first names, came out on December 3rd. Oh, cool. We'll have to uh, have a link to that as well. Available at all the usual places, I, I assume? It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm on Pandora and stuff. So, it's, yeah, it's been and actually, I've gotten a couple of really good reviews. So, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. And I also heard you on Jackie Cation's podcast. Uh, Jackie, of course, does the Dork Forest, where people talk about their uh, obsessions, talk to everybody from comedians to uh, lay people like myself right. about, uh, yeah, all right. and yours is, uh, was you're really into the to Sims. Oh, that's so embarrassing. You know what? It's embarrassing, and it's also my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, I love The Sims. Jackie didn't know that about me. And she and I were, I was in L.A. for a few weeks doing some sets, and I and she uh, offered that I could stay with her. So I'm hanging out with Jackie and her husband. And so we started talking, because they're big gamers. Oh, yes. And they didn't realize, you know, every morning I'd get up on my laptop, and I'm doing stuff. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm sending people to work. i got to get all my people to work. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I like, yeah, I play The Sims. I got, I got a whole town of people. And I said, these people got to go to work. I got kids. I got to get to school. I have responsibilities. And they just thought that was so funny. Because every day, I'd get up and get my people to work. And then at night, I'd put them all to bed. And so she was really intrigued by that. So I started telling her more and more about it. And she's like, you really are into this. I said, that is the one thing I do when I'm in the airport. I'm on the airplane. In between my time, when I have a moment to just be to Tracy, I play my Sims. Like the people always talk about catfishing. I'm like, you don't yeah. have to catfish. Just play Sims. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So how did you get into that? Um, somebody told me about it. I want to say, uh, well, I think I was at my in-laws one year, and somebody had an iPad, and the game was on the iPad. 
And I had played The Sims years and years before on a computer, but I gave up because my family died. Like, the, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, the, the, the mama, she, she tried to cook the meal, and then she burned the kitchen down, and she <laughs> burned the house down. So it was like, I would get frustrated. I'm like, this is crazy. So I, I would get so mad that I just gave up on the game. So then years later, I'm sitting at my in-laws, and somebody had it on an iPad, and they were playing it, and I just started messing around with it. I'm like, oh, this is much better. This is easier. So, yeah, ever since then, I've been into it. And does it like have any practical applications for real life, or is it just uh, just more like a garden variety game experience? No, no. There's like there's like all kinds of stuff. Like you have you get you you get you date. You have to go through the process of dating. You have to go through the you know you get engaged. Sometimes the people turn you down. I've actually had one of my sims. He asked this woman, and she turned him down. She didn't like the house he lived in. She didn't think he had enough money. Huh. <laughs> oh wait. She is a gold digger. I got a gold digger in my town. <laughs> so I had to find, I had to match her up with somebody else. So I matched her up with the mayor. So she's, she's now with the mayor, and that's all good. You know? So, yeah, it's really interesting because I tell my husband, I'm like, this relationship here isn't working out. They're not, you know, and he's just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, my people in my town. <laughs> <laughs> so does that ever become a source for material, any of the goings-on in your Sims town? I've actually been writing stuff because that's something, you know, I haven't talked, you know, like I said, it was something I kept to myself. I was yeah, a yeah. little embarrassed. I didn't want people to know this grown woman is playing The Sims. Huh. But now, since it's out, I told Jackie, I said, you know what, I'm going to start talking about it on stage. So that's, uh, I, I have a whole bunch of new stuff that I've been working on, and that's definitely going to go in the act. Cool. All right, and what other kind of things are you talking about these days? Well, the, well that's the thing I've been, I've been dealing with. I've been doing a lot of writing on my break. And I'm trying to think, okay, what is the next, what do you want to talk about now? Because one of the, of the criticisms I got about my CD uh, was that they enjoyed the CD. They, you know, it's not like, uh, how did they say, they didn't say I was groundbreaking or anything like that, but they said, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking, but this is a really funny CD, and it's very autobiographical. And then the, uh, the critic wrote, I'm, ex- I'm waiting to see what else Tracy Ashley has next, because I feel like she might be holding back a little bit. Oh. And so, uh, you know, and I really appreciate a good critique. You know, I appreciate a really good critique, and I like that critique. And I was like, you know what? It's funny that that person noticed that because I do hold back on some things. And I'm like, what is next for me? What is it that you really want to get? You know, because this first album was really pretty much my story, my life. This is who I am. Now my next one, I'm like, what are you going to get into? And I've been talking a little bit about my mom and my growing up with a paranoid schizophrenic mother and what that life has been like and talk a little bit more about what my next journey is going to be. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, I'll talk about the Sims and stuff, and I'll probably talk a little bit more about what it was like for me to be a cruise director in my 20s. Oh, that's right. Yes, and I've never talked about that, and people have been pushing, saying, when are you going to start talking about that? So I think now I'm going to start adding that stuff in. It's funny because we've been watching a lot of Love Boat lately. They show it on MeTV. So we've been oh, watching. Really? Yeah, we've been watching every. Well, we it's on at two o'clock on Saturday on the the Me TV network. So I record it and then we watch it on Saturday okay. night, like you're supposed to. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. You know. I didn't know that. No, <laughs> yeah. I grew, I loved that when I was a kid, and that was my vision. And when I became a cruise director, I remember it was so interesting because I thought all cruise directors were usually women. Most cruise directors are men. Oh. And uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember the guy from Eight Is Enough. Yeah. His name, I think, Willie Ames. Willie Ames, yeah. He is now a cruise director. Really? Yes. 
it was on, it's actually going to be on the Oprah Network. They were talking about, I guess he kind of went to, through a tumultuous life after yeah. eight of them. And now he's a cruise director, living a successful life on board cruise ships. I'll be darned. Well, they say, too, yeah. that, that uh, cruise ships are a lot different now than they were in the Love Boat days. The Love Boat was essentially just a way for people to get from Los Angeles down to the Mexican right. resorts. And that was it. And That's right. Yeah. Cruising is so different now. It's like you're on a floating hotel. Right. And now a lot of these cruise ships, because I still have friends who are cruise directors and who work in the cruise industry, and they tell me it's really different now because people come on, they buy their tickets. We used to have to take care of the passengers. You know, we used to have to do a lot of events all the time, and they still do those things, but it's so different now. The ships are so big, people pretty much go and do whatever they want to do. Uh, do you ever it's go back? like being somewhere that's like being on an island that's floating. Yeah, yeah. There, we were on one of the smaller ones, and it was it was still uh, pretty huge and lo- with a lot of stuff to do. Do you ever go back and perform on them? Because a lot of uh, folks do that. No, they've asked me to. They've asked me to, and I just, I, you know, it's funny. I just don't, I don't have the desire to go and perform comedy. I keep thinking maybe I will, but I keep thinking that I'm going to go right back into. Oh my God, I used to work here. I used to be a cruise director. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Because I found myself doing that at my comedy shows. When I first got off ships and started working and then I started doing clubs and stuff, I would find myself concerned about all the logistics and everything that was taking place around the show instead of just be concerned uh, about my act. And it, I had to remind myself, you're not the cruise director. <laughs> you're just performing. It's okay. Yeah, so, so that instinct is gradually worn off, though. Uh, well, I, you know, I think it has, but um, it has, it's gotten, let's, let's put it this way. It's gotten a lot better because every now and again, I still slip into it. And do you find maybe the uh, the Sims kind of secretly or subtly kind of takes care of that need in you to, to, to be in control of everything? To be in control, yes. <laughs> you, let's look at, listen to you being the therapist, being <laughs> the psychiatrist. But also a lot of Frasier lately, too, so maybe... <laughs> But do you do you know I'm in so much control of my Sims? Do you know I can make all my people puke? <laughs> that all I have to do because you're like God, right? So yeah. You can actually I, take the screen and you can shake the screen. So when you shake the screen, they start shaking, they get sick, and then they puke. Oh my gosh. Huh. <laughs> that's a lot of. Said, oh my gosh. That's a lot of control. <laughs> a lot of control, and now I have a puke cleaner. They just made one. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I remember you talking about that on a on a, on the Dork Forest. Yeah, so I mean, um, I mean, it's opened up a whole world now. Now you can go to an island. They added another island you can go vacation on. You know, they've added other jobs. You know, it's uh, it's really a, an, an involved game. So, is your goal just to become successful enough in comedy that you can just do a couple of dates a year and have to spend the rest of the time running your Sims uh, town? That's what I'd like to do. That's, <laughs> that's what I'd like to be. I'd like to be president of the Sims. <laughs> I would like. I would like to have kids the way they have kids. It's so all you gotta do is push a button, and there it is, right there, the crib. You don't have to do any work. But that'd be you know, great. It's all very easy for you. Yeah, that'd be great to interconnect with other Sim towns, and you could like be the president, and people could be mayors of their own town. That's that's got to be the next step. Oh, I I want to start some crap. I want to go over to other people's towns and then start, you know, start some. He said, he said, you know, get some stuff going. There you go. It was so funny. The other day, my husband was like trying to get my attention. And I was like, I cannot talk to you right now. I have some important things that I am doing with my family. <laughs> he just couldn't believe I had to like, stop him. 
We like to make sure they all were eating dinner and getting to the bathroom because if you don't get them to the bathroom, they pee on themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that, too. Um, so yep. is, do, do your husband's pretty patient, though, with the whole Sims thing? Well, he has to be. He plays fantasy football. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, okay. He has to be. It's, it's this time of the year for him. Yeah. He's all to his fantasy football. He says that my Sims, that's my fantasy football. But yours is year-round, and ours is only right. a couple of, four or five months, so... Yeah, that's what he has. But, but he always says that that's your that's your fantasy football. But no, uh, he doesn't mind. He uh, only time he ever gets upset. I, I will say one night he did say, "Will you put that thing down?" <laughs> he goes, "Those people can do things on their own." I go, "No, really, they can't. They can't <laughs> on their own." <laughs> so, um, uh, out of the Sims world and the real world, what's what's the plan ahead for 2014? Then I see you're looking forward to stuff coming up. But what would, what would the thing you'd like to see happen most? I need to see, what I'd like to happen in 2014 is to get more television exposure again. You know, I said that to you the last time, and I'm hoping, because I said it to you the last interview, and then it happened. Yeah. I'm going to say it again, so more will happen. Oh, cool. I'm looking in 2014 for some more television exposure to get more, you know, reach more people. Now that my CD is out, you know what I mean? Now people can hear it on iTunes yeah. and stuff. And, and I'm also going to be doing, uh, uh, I have one uh, college conference, NACA Nationals. It's the National College Conference. That yeah, that's I'll be the big doing one. In, uh, I believe it's in Boston this yeah. year. That comes up in February. Okay, cool. All right, ma'am. So, well, yeah, so I'd like lucky enough to be invited to that. Cool. Well, I uh, hope it all works out for you and um, continued success there in 2014. Appreciate you taking the time here on Christmas Eve to chat yeah, with us. Yeah, I'll be at Acme. I'll be at Acme January 14th, so make sure they come out there that whole week. Yep. Okay, we'll get that sorted. Hopefully we'll see you down here in Cincinnati sometime soon as well. You know what? I would mean to get back to Cincinnati. You know, I, the booker, the guy that books that wants me to get back down there. And so as soon as that, that happens, we got to have you guys come out. Yeah, super. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll all hang out together. Well, take care. Thank you so much. All right, Tracy. Happy holidays to everybody, uh, and happy new year. Okay, thanks, Tracy. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Tracy Ashley for being on the show. Always good to talk to Tracy. You can catch her, by the way, at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, January 14th through the 18th. Then she's doing a bunch of colleges at the end of the month, including St. Vincent College in Latrobe, PA, on the 22nd. That's Pat Francis' alma mater, by the way. Uh, Penn State University, the 23rd. Bloomsburg on the 24th. Hassan College, the 28th. And Chestnut Hill College on the 31st. Just go to TracyAshley.com for all of your Tracy Ashley needs. And we will also link to her episode of The Dork Forest in which she discusses uh, The Sims in detail if you want more information about that. All right, so portions of today's show were written by Ross Rosenfeld. He wrote the uh, John Boehner phone call. I had some help on fake news from John Bunyan, former Gary Burbank show writer. Thanks a lot, John, for helping out on that. Let me see, what else have we got? Oh, Fangirl and I are on the radio in the UAE, and if you're getting this um, Sunday night, it'll probably still be running on a loop, but when classes start Monday, I think the students will take over, but then again, our show may run uh, overnight uh, in UAE time, which I think is eight hours ahead of East Coast time, eight or nine hours, I'm not sure. Uh, The best way to find it is, um, if you want to write this down, go to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, and just type in the search bar, M-B-R-S-C, post, all one word, and then it should come up as uh, that plus post radio, and then you can go that way, or just go to pfradio.podbean.com, and we will link to it as well, and you can check that out. All right, uh, don't forget to like uh, the podcast on Facebook, PF Tape Recorder. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. You can find Dan and Logan's uh, Magic Potion podcast. Very helpful, by the very, if you're into the tech but you're not real tech savvy, they, they help you through. It's, it's very helpful. Uh, Magic Potion can be found in iTunes. 
iTunes. And let me see. You can also find Dan at Pterodactyl on Twitter. Uh, let me see. I believe that is all the business we have at hand for today. Other than to say so long and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>